We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, NRL Adoro, a rugby league podcast that this season is Salutando y Rey de Conorio. It will be unbelievable and I think it, it probably will be a dream that we're chasing and um, I just hope we go good. I'm Big T Views on my own and I'm recording these views on the cloud desk in heaven because I'm with everyone's new best friend, OD. How are you, sir? Doing very well, Big T. Um, had an exciting weekend. Made a fish pie and oh, voted. <laughs> so you catch that fish because you're a bit of a hunter extraordinaire. Uh, no, unfortunately, I didn't have to go and pay for it. And fish is Sorry, so expensive <laughs> these days. So it was hundred dollar pie, but Oofed. it was delicious. For um, how many people? Uh, for three people, two nights. So six serves. Oh, okay. Still not really that economic. No, no, but better than just the two of you. And when you say three people, you don't mean littlest bunny. No, no, okay, no. Okay, okay. I, I mean. Um, the beautiful bunny's sister who lives with us. Mm, that's right, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, good weekend, pretty chilled to be honest, um, but uh, relaxing, restorative. <laughs> $100 pie wouldn't restore me, but I'm glad it's <laughs> doing wonders to you. Uh, I have been I have been away for so long, Littlest um, had COVID, Most Beautiful Tiger had COVID. I didn't have COVID, but I was looking after them dutifully and um, doing an excellent job of it. And because we're living in a time of COVID where like it really doesn't matter if you have it anymore, I was able to just like swing in and out of, of the isolation, not isolation, because I've already had COVID before. So it just constantly meant that whenever MBT wanted a $100 fish pie, she was like, go and get it. And so then I would have to, I was just ferrying things in and out of, of quarantine, but it was still, it was still good to get out of the house at times. Uh, so much football, so much sport. Went to Magic Round, which was which was a time. Right. Went with Palmer. Download, please. I want to hear something. <laughs> Download. Uh, How close were you to that fight in the crowd? No, it was across from me, which was probably the best place because then I could see it and was nowhere near it. It was <laughs> yeah. outrageous. It was just outrageous how long it went for. Hey, oh, like I can believe how long they got away with that for. And and every time it would die down, some other mug would then just throw another Hail Mary from nowhere, Haymaker, yeah. and then just blindside someone and then kick off again. The easiest thing was for the security, actually it was cops I think that actually turned up, was that anyone who wasn't wearing a shirt by the time they turned up pretty much just got <laughs> yeah. chucked in a paddy wagon. Pretty easy to identify the yeah. problem. And they were the only ones left because everyone else had vacated that almost in the entire bay. And it took about probably 15 minutes of game time for that bay to come back down and settle down and everyone sit back down Fire feeling out. safe that they weren't just about to kick off again. That's horrible. Yeah, it's really, really weird, hey. I know. And it's just beer. Like, it's just... It was blokes on beers just throwing fists. It was hectic. And in uh, the beauty of Magic Round, it wasn't one team versus another team. It was, a, it was a rainbow of jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think you can blame that sort of tribalism that comes with different rugby teams. It's just bad eggs. Yeah. The crowd go there looking for it. Yeah. Um, which is such a shame because you think, I mean, obviously the NRL wants to turn Magic Round into a big 
family festival basically which is what it should be and what it has been for the last couple of years but then stuff like that there's going to be so many parents who've seen that and said you know what we're not going to go next year yeah yeah the other issue i mean i thought about it over and over again not because of that fight uh i feel like i'll yeah but it's just like i saw heaps of kids all the time and i kept thinking am i going to ever take littlest here because that it's a real drunken vibe and and they had the cam, the, the Jumbotron was a real time. I've never seen the Jumbotron work so hard um, at, a, at, a, at an Australian event. They had Kiss Cam, which was great, but they kept getting on the boys because there was just so many boys there. So they just kept hitting mates. And that turned into a real love fest because it almost felt like a lot of those, you know, those early 20s kind of love once I've had a few beers, kissing the other boys and, and it had been a big lols. Mm. And so there were more dudes hoping to get on the camera than, than actual couples. And it was just the moment you'd hit two 23-year-olds with the beards, they were just like passion on, tipping beers over each other while, while kissing. It was just, oh. so it felt funny and wild, but there was a, like anyone who, well, if you're in your mid to late 30s and you've been around the boys for a long time, you're also like, this is a, this is not a, a family-friendly <laughs> environment. This is the precursor to, you know, shit kicking off later. Yeah. And so there was that. And then, so that happened a lot, a lot of boys kissing, even when they weren't supposed to. There was a time <laughs> on day three, it wasn't even kiss cam. They just hit guys and those two guys would just start kissing. And just, oh, okay, <laughs> boys, whatever you need. But the other thing that happened was if they weren't kissing, they were just doing the two hands in front like I'm sucking a dick. And that happened over and over again. Anytime you got hit with a camera. <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, but I mean, it was just another precursor to some big times after the game. So the boys were loose. And so I was just thinking, this isn't the best place for Littlest or... Yeah, because on on Sunday in the box that I was in, there was a whole bunch. It was a real family vibe vibe in the afternoon, and when they hit the cameras and the guys were doing the blowjob sign, the the eight year old there was like, and everyone started laughing. The boy was like, "What does that mean?" And the dad was like, "I'm not, we're not talking about that now, champion." And then yeah. you know, just brushed that off. Yeah, it's a and tough one. I was thinking, one. that's that kid's now just going to be thinking about that until he gets back to school and asks people, "What is this? What's this?" Yeah. So anyway. Not, not that it isn't family friendly, but just it wasn't the bashing that was, it wasn't the fights that was stopping me, it was everything else around it, all the boy energy. Do you think, are there like family bays where you can book tickets and it's just... Possibly. I mean, I'd still be looking at a screen of people sucking yeah, imaginary no you, dicks. And also, <laughs> also, really big ones. And also um, leaving, like just the, the mm. energy leaving, I can't, you know, just got to... And as a big bloke myself who's already... Who already um, tipped a few jars i was thinking i also just try and keep my head down because i just don't want to accidentally eyeball some bloke who wants to fucking throw fists because he hates don't worry about main tiger thing instead of a west tiger thing or something or yeah. a west thing so you just try and get to the next pub and then by the time you're in the next pub it's absolutely heaving and you're also trying to make sure you don't knock over someone's beer because you just don't know who's going to light up because everyone's mm. tipped so many jars that yeah. you just don't know where everyone is anyway still a great time i recommend anyone to go yeah. it's just uh it's just a particular vibe are you going to go one day, do you think? Uh, the boys have been talking about it for ages, um, about getting a big group of us up there. I'd like to. Yeah. I, if you're in more than... Because I was also by myself for large parts of it because I was, I was ferrying between two groups of people. And so that also meant... That also put me in a different yeah. mindset that, you yeah. know, you're by yourself around the boys. And so we're in a group of three or four. I think it's a much better time. Yeah. You're just focused on the boys and they're all having a great time. And yeah. You're all hoping that the camera hits you so you can kiss one of them, I guess. <laughs> if anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. Your Mighty West Tigers vs. Space. Uh, we'll start with the poor old Space At Mike Michelle Wood, 
Carl Flanagan position update. Carl Flanagan had fewer possessions, 18, than Jacob Kuritz, 19, a winger in his second ever game. How are you seeing the dogs? Um, oh, no, sorry. And then just to add on to that, at Terry underscore bull underscore tweeted, I love your stats, and I'm so depressed by your stats. <laughs> um, I don't think that really tells the story of the game. I, I still think Kyle Flanagan's doing a pretty decent job. Um, getting him the ball, that might be a bigger issue. But I still think, I think Jeremy Marshall King's playing well as well. I think their spine's starting to show signs of life. That's an interesting stat, but I don't think it really tells the story. They just, I thought they'd sort of bounce back. I mean, I didn't tip them, but I thought they'd have a bit of grunt. But they scored all their points when Jacko got sent, didn't they? Mm. Or most of them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, you get rid of Barrett, who was renowned as this attacking coach, because you can't attack and it hasn't seemed to get much better. No, well, it couldn't have happened over the next week, I guess. But also, when you've got Matt Burton running around everywhere, I would also give him the ball a lot more. I just feel like he's probably a better option. Anyway, and there's a, there was a great um, highlight where it was it looked like they'd set to go right. The ball ended up going left to Burton, and you could see Kyle Flanagan and someone else blowing with their yeah blowing up. Going, Come on! It's... But then they ended up scoring off that off that play. So you're just like, well, Kyle. And it goes up like you're blowing up, and then you yeah. start fist pumping, <laughs> so you don't look like a chump. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as much as Kyle, you know, they might set up plays for Kyle, if Burton's over calling him, yeah. and I was Jeremy Marshall King, I'd also be hitting him. Um, in the first half, I went to this game, which was great, and in the first half, I was with my brother-in-law the whole time, but we got a lot of lucky calls, or we'd, we'd hit, it was wet, so we'd hit a guy and he'd drop the ball, and or the bounce would go the right way, and I kept getting more and more nervous, because that can't, that was what was putting us in the game or making us look really good. Is, mm. I mean, our effort was there and everything was around the ball, but the Bulldogs didn't play poorly. It was just they had a run of bad luck. And so I kept thinking, the moment that stops, they'll put points on for sure. And it's just about how many. Yeah. And that happened immediately in the second half. We got that unlucky call with Jack. Oh, no, he, he deserved to be bin. But then all of those things that weren't happening started happening for the Dogs, and I started to get nervous. You didn't tip them, but did you think in that time the Tigers I thought they, I thought they, well, I thought the Dogs could have done it, but... I think what I've seen from the Tigers recently, like there's been a lot more defensive resolve. And I think last year, if that same situation had happened, I'd be like, oh no, I've got to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to watch this happen. Um, but I had more faith in the D. And, and it was I mean, there. It was there. Yep. Speaking of Jacko, at Jackson Hastings, winning massive congratulations to Tawley on 100 games at one club. Huge effort. Also, New Brown. What a story. An unbelievable first game back in the NRL. And Tenado on the club debut. Played fantastic. Like God Oval is an absolute incredible place to play at West Tigers. Amazing. So he's obviously amazing. Isn't he class? <laughs> what a tweet. Also, uh, spent so much time after the game walking around, signing stuff, talking to people. And did a video immediately telling everyone to stay around at the game because the women's game was on. Like, just it, just one percent is everywhere. He's got so many one percenters, he's, he's created another hundred percent. He's on two hundred percent, hundred of those are one percent, mate. <laughs> and the uh, he's just but also shouting out Tawley who who was gagging for a try every time he got anyone near a ball, everyone went crazy. Yeah. yeah, and then New Brown as well, he was great. Two tries off dummy half, looks yeah. so good. Yeah, he's exciting. I think uh, Jacko is a culture guy mm. and you'd, you would have thought he's a negative culture guy when he left for the Super League. You're like, you don't want a guy like that around your club. Um, but he's, he's matured and grown up so much and you see this sort of stuff from him every week where he's putting all the shine on other people in his team 
letting everyone know that you know the hard work's just started. Looking forward to next week. Um, a lot of those things sound like cliches when they come out of some mouths because they'll just drop the one thing. Oh yeah, good on Twali. You know, he's, mm. you know, he's the rock for us in the middle. Blah blah blah. But he's constantly doing it every opportunity he gets. And I think he's sort of realizing more so, or ahead. Of, mate, you might be a bit ahead of the curve that you've got to build the club in more ways than just on the field. Right. You, you can't just contribute on the field. You've got to be a shining light off the field too. And he's doing it. And um, yeah, couldn't be more impressed. And Speak- on the field too. Yeah, he's yeah. Oh, yeah, he's also killing it. Yeah. Speaking of on the field, uh, sorry, off the field shining lights. Um, little during the halftime, it was a Beyond Blue round. We have, we have a Beyond Blue cup with, with the dogs. Um, and I'm going to ignore all of the depression fan base jokes that are lingering around there. The Lids is on the thing being interviewed about <coughs> mental health and, and people who help in the club. And all he did was talk about how great James Tamo is in and around the club and how he's the kind of guy who gives feedback that is, is really helpful, worth listening to. He's really non judge He said something about how he's not judgy. He's just like super helpful all the time and, and authentic and just such a great club guy really helping everyone in the club. And it just made me pause. Usually when you hear that kind of junk, when you're walking around halftime, they've got a player talking about some advertising or something. It's really easy to tune out. But I think the way that Lids was talking about it, I was trying to find a bathroom, and even I had to pause and just listen to how like heartfelt he sounded, you know what I mean? And yeah. just talking about how great time out is as a person, and you know, not just as a leader, but also people help, like he's literally helping people's mental health in and around the club. Yeah, he's a genuine dude. Yeah. Um, and he's... Since he was young as well, he would always put someone else's needs before his own, like, and that was his default setting. You know, he would just—he never thinks of himself, um, never wants to upset anyone, wants to keep everyone happy around him by doing whatever he can. And um, you know, he said, not like taking him outside of the football club—that's still the man that he is. But mm. it also contributes to why Penrith brought him in um, for four years when they were you know, rebuilding and turning into the juggernaut that they are now. That's why the Tigers identified him as well. Um, and I think he's got a lot to offer the younger fellas in the team, the people who aren't established yet, um, giving them confidence in themselves. And, uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats sort of thing is how I've sort of viewed his appointments at clubs because he's there to bring everyone with him. Mm. Um, and even though he's getting towards the end of you know a glittering career um he still wants the best for the people that he's gonna you know be out of the building you know he's not going to be their workmate for much longer um but he still cares about them and their development uh and it speaks a lot about the sort of bloke he is yeah legend and and just like jacko playing really well in the field as well at the moment um, as I mentioned, I was there at Leichhardt with my, with my brother-in-law and the two nephews that I brainwashed, his two sons that I brainwashed into being Tigers fans. They were loving it when, the, when they were scoring right in front of us. We were doing the big jump up and downs. The crowd writ large was fantastic, but we seemed to find the only Bulldogs bloke who was so shitty about everything that happened. He's just sitting behind us. He had an, a kid there as well. as was about eight and maybe another one was about 15. The 15-year-old was a Tigers fan. The eight-year-old was just there because no one else would look after him. But the dad, the moment he sat down, was just like, they should fucking burn Leichhardt to the ground. I was oh, just like, geez. oh, it's going to be a good night. <laughs> just keep looking forward to it. Don't look back. Anyway, he, uh, he was upset about it. Every call was wrong every, every time. And the only Bulldogs player he didn't like was um, the winger, Ockenball, which also made me feel nervous about 
maybe his preconceived ideas about why he didn't like Uncle Ball. But, mm. And that maybe that's unfair, but he just seemed to be, that was the only Bulldogs player he didn't like and he looks different to a lot of the other players. Um, yeah, so other than him though, the rest of the fans, I mean, Bulldogs fans have always really liked, so it was, everyone else around us was great. And when we went out, like walking home, Leichhardt's so small and suburban that when you leave on that street, you're walking shoulder to shoulder with everyone who just lost and they were all lovely. The restaurant we went to afterwards was full of dog, Doggies fans, also super lovely. Just that one bloke just seemed to sit behind us. Yeah, you lost the live league lotto. It's, um, you know, every <laughs> yeah. now and then you can just, you just cook it. Yeah. He didn't get into a fight though, so, he, you know, he obviously didn't go to Magic Round. He didn't try and kiss anyone. Score? Uh, the score was 36-22. A lot of points uh, yeah. for those two teams, which I enjoyed. The Hyper M's uh, points for this, the game margin had a 1.14 multiplier. Uh, and so Jackson Hastings got 2.95, Luke Gardner got 1.97, and uh, New Brown got 0.98. For the Doggies, Matt Burton got 2.28, Jeremy Marshall King got 1.52, and TPJ got 0.76. And I loved all of those. They seemed really great. All of those good picks. picks. Yeah. yeah, good picks. Garner is solid as. Oh, and he's going to Penrith, I think, or someone. Well, don't bring it up, don't yeah. bring it up. <laughs> At, I got told last week. <laughs> it just breaks my heart. At te- for unders as well, allegedly. Mm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. At, te- at Terry underscore bull underscore. Rugby league, how good is it? And he did this beautiful picture of it pouring with rain because it did pour on and off at Leichhardt. It was a beautiful day. Did you see it. the guy doing the mudslides? How close were you to that? During the game. It must have been the women's game afterwards. Oh, possibly. He was wearing Panthers kit and obviously he'd had a skin full and... Uh, Everyone in the crowd around him was jeeing him up and he was taking a running leap and sliding down in the mud and he was head to toe covered in, the, in mud. It was so good. I didn't see that. That's awesome. <laughs> Artists versus Cam Burglars. And before um, this game, I wanted to just... I wanted to change my tip, really, because at Dom Sullivan pointed out, at Dom Sullivan 18, Cooper Johns is that bad, Beliak has decided to play the world's best hooker at halfback. So... <laughs> So he's, there's a, there was footage of him as well beforehand um, with the headband on the, the hair, but his arms are so big. It almost looked disproportionate. Harry Grant. Yeah, it was hectic. Mm. Anyway, that, that also made me nervous, and, and I wanted to change my tip, but by the time I got to it, it was too late. Uh, anyway, let's first look at the Storms. At the bad guy, Chapo tweeted, Melbourne should re- be renamed the Melbourne Sun Showers because they aren't a storm anymore. And at the at M underscore B underscore D underscore S. Last week last weekend wasn't magic round. This weekend is there's something magical about the fans of all different teams coming together as one to celebrate the storm getting pantsed. <laughs> How are you seeing the storm? Um yeah, I don't know. It's I you know how good is I, it? I, I mean, it is. I'm asking you, how are you seeing the storm? Because it's up in the air. Yeah, it's it's good not knowing that they're going to come in and slap a team and roll on to next week <laughs> yeah. and do it again and then do it again. Um, the Cowboys, they're legit mm. as it gets, uh, which is super exciting. Um, I think Queensland rugby's, rugby league's had a pretty tough couple of years and mm. now the Broncos playing well, Cowboys playing well. Um, you know, bodes well for origin. Um is it just, I mean, Hughes and Pappenhausen come back, everything changes, do you think? or I think a lot does. Mm. Yeah, if you have those, like, two key members of your spine who are in the top three in their position yeah, in, yeah. The, in the comp almost, mm. like Hughes maybe top four or five, but, um, yeah, I think that, that's, that makes a big difference. And it's not just having them back, it's then you can put Harry Grant into hooker and Nick Meaney back onto the wing or... 
Oh, yeah. they have Tyrone Wishart on No, 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 you're right. No, I think Wishart came on later, but it, well, they started with me, yeah. Um, you know, it just sort of solidifies all your combinations and stuff everywhere else with those those guys back. So, yeah, I do think it's a different story. Um, I wouldn't have thought 30 points different because mm. you think the Melbourne narrative's always been next man up will come in and do the same job and they'll roll over the top of you anyway. Um, they're missing Big, Big Nelson, um, you know, which kind of helped, but... Yeah, I think maybe there's some cracks showing. Yeah, thank God. Because <laughs> you know, when we can talk about injuries, yada, 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 but I mean, you've got injuries at the moment. I've got injuries at the moment. Like, everyone has injuries yeah, except for So Actually, even when they did have injuries, they, they pushed on. But So you just started talking about the Cowboys. Let's talk a little bit about them. Uh, and look, they're probably the most talked about team at the moment in rugby league because they're just such a fun story. At WMED615, far out this Cowboys team has come out of nowhere because... They, a lot of people had them at the spoon or down the bottom. I think I did. No one was rating them. They didn't play particularly well last year. Nothing huge had changed. I mean, they got Chad Townsend, but no one that's the thing was that, rating him. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was the thing that sort of everyone said, that's all they've done. Oh, we'll see you at the bottom again. You know, <laughs> yeah. they, there was no stock put in that. But um, whether it's just Townsend or whether it's Peyton and getting everyone on the bus, um, you know, figuring out their systems and their, the sort of team they want to be and their character... Uh, and also the growth of their young players. Mm. Um, a couple of older players finding the form that made them who they were back in their careers. Um, I think everyone's just pulling in the same direction up there. And Hamasai uh, Fido, no, there's a word in there. Tabuai Fido. Yeah, damn it. He, um, origin centre or winger or whatever they had him on it, and he can't get off the bench at the moment. He couldn't. He can't buy his way into that team. The only way he got on this game was because someone got injured. It's outrageous. Yeah, Drinky's killing it at <laughs> fullback. Um, and yeah, every, everyone else is doing their job. Yeah, um, let's, you know, he's poorly timed injury for old the Hammer, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Let's let's focus on some of those players. So firstly, at Princess underscore Han underscore, I'm so obsessed with Nanai, and at Middleton underscore David, Cowboys second row Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah Nanai becomes the first forward to score 10 tries in the first 11 rounds of a season since Peter Wynn for the Eels back in 1979. There's a stat. Oof. Now, we already talked about Nanai a couple of weeks ago because I was, I think I accidentally identified him as a centre because he's just got the same movement. build, yeah, movement. Uh, and his kick chase, I mean, not just from, from deep, but... Like aerial scoring ones. Yeah. yeah, on the floor and in the air. Yeah. It's like a magnet for it. It's unreal. Yeah, no, he's he's a special player. There's talk about him playing for Queensland this year, which I don't think he'll force himself in, but he'll definitely be in the squad. Yeah. Um, it's great that they have options like that, though, because, yeah. as you said, Queensland Rugby League's looked a bit dire, whereas now they've got depth. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, Nanai's been playing so well. The other... Um, edge back row is it Lukey Highland Lukey has mm. been pretty solid um, they've got Leilua going up there next year as well so I think they're pretty sweet in the forwards I feel like Jordan McLean who went from yeah. playing for Australia to um, sort of having a bit of a lull in his career and now he's, but come, he's back. come back mm. pretty pretty solid um, yeah I noticed him in this game too he was excellent yeah so I think he's he's the sort of player that I was thinking oh they're sort of on the back end of their career. You're not going to get much more out of them. Mm. Um, and then the fact that he's turned it around, you know, is sort of a signal to a lot of their younger players to like, oh, follow me, you mm. know. I feel like that's just the prop position. If you've got a, 
an old hard prop who, mm. who takes the hard carries and puts on the big shots um, and is that sort of intimidating presence in the middle of the field uh, makes it a lot easier for the younger fellas mm. um, to get up and follow them. And Jason Tamalolo is obviously in there as well. He, he had a weird last year, but he's having a really great year this year, so that, that helps. If you told me that Tomalolo wasn't going to play and the Cowboys are going to beat the Storm, Melbourne, yeah. oh, mate. I would have withdrawn all the money I had in the world <laughs> and put it on something. Uh, also, the other person we should talk about is at L. It's uh, written by Lachlan McCurdy. He's written, Mari Talangi is my new favourite winger, absolute freak. And if he's not your favourite player at the moment, then you haven't been watching football for two weeks. He is out fucking rageous. Yeah. The greatest try assist of all time that I'm talking about. Yeah. From was that Magic Round? Yeah. Where he did that pass where he was in the stands. And I can't like think about it. 10 centimetres off the... I can't remember who they were playing, but it was a great... Uh, yeah. It was a great... I don't know. I'm deliberately forgetting. You're yeah. trying to remember. I'm trying to... Don't, don't try to remember. It was a great flick, though. That was, was amazing. Great defensive effort yeah. as well. Because <laughs> that's, that's a great... Like, that's something that the defensive team should have been cheering about. Yeah. Except yeah. for his, you know, moment of sublime brilliance. Yeah. But even in this game, like the one of his one of his tries was incredible. I mean, most of what he's doing is great, but there was one flying try in this that was again like just highlight ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, he's magic to watch, um, and he doesn't mind doing the hard stuff either. Mm. Coming out of his own end, he's big body knows how to use it. <laughs> Score. That's what she said. <laughs> Thirty-six to six. I think I've said it five times. <laughs> Uh, so I want to tell you about this one from at Fox Sports Lab. Biggest loss by Storm since 2013. Most points conceded by Storm since 2017. First time since 2013 Storms have conceded 30-plus points in consecutive games. Just second time in the past 16 seasons. Whoa. And it's the first time since 2014 Storm have lost consecutive games by 20-plus points. Now, I'm old, so 2013 and 14 don't seem that long ago, but that's like eight, nine years ago. So it's a real long time not to be have 30 plus points put on your two weeks in a row, particularly if you're a Tigers fan. Um, <laughs> so big shout out to them for being able to put, I mean, it's a great stat for the cows to put on them, but also it's just, it's almost a nice way for Storms to go. Well, we've been That's so been fucking great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At Hypothetic RL gave us the points for this one. There was a game margin of multiplier of 1.25 and a game importance multiplier of 1.24. So big points for the Cowboys mm. in this. Nanai got 4.96, Talangi got 3.31, and Drinky, would you call him Drinks? Drinky? I go Drinky. <laughs> uh, Mr. Aqua himself won 6.5, and then the Storm, Xavier Coates got 2.71. And you know you're not doing well when Xavier Coates, I mean, Xavier Coates is a great foot winger. Um, but he's a winger. Yeah, and there's, yeah, that entire team was filled with stars. So uh, Brandon Smith got 1.80, who had the number 10 in his back playing hooker, which is also a yeah, cute yeah. one for the record over the people who like. What are they called? Rugby League Transporters. And Felice Cafusi got 0 0.90. Again, if Felice Cafusi, solid second row, but if he's in your top three, you also haven't had a great game, in yeah. my humble opinion. And then finally, you, you happen to move on to this game now? Or did you have something else in your notes? Uh, no, no. Yeah, okay. All good. Ready Just to rock. trying to look after your mental health. Feet fans yeah, versus clap. Oofed. Where did you watch this one? Uh, at home on the couch yeah. with um, the baby bunny. Yeah. Uh, and she... Crack the shits just like I did <laughs> um, pretty early in the game. Um, really disappointing uh, game to watch, really. Um, just seemed like there was no respect for the ball. Mm. Um, and I think Canberra firing up for Papali's 250th game, especially when he knocks someone out, his first <laughs> tackle of the game. <laughs> um, 
you know, I think that just sort of set the tone and, and South didn't really have the resilience or someone to show that resilience um, to, to get on with the job. Um, I also thought looking at our bench coming up against Cameron, I don't know if this was like a deliberate ploy by Demetrio, but we had a light bench like Jaime Sele um, and Saliva Havili are both solid, but they're smaller bodies. You're also carrying Cody Nicarima and then Liam Knights, you're one big, big man on mm. the bench. I thought we were going into the game a bit light, and when you lose to Tola, who's one of your legitimate big men early, um, well, in the first tackle, yeah, I thought it would be a, a tough gig trying to, one, get metres, and two, try and stop them making metres. Mm. Uh, and I'm not sure of the stats, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was a pretty hefty advantage to, to Canberra. Um, and yep. when Cody doesn't get any ball or doesn't get any front foot uh, momentum, there's not too much that he can do. Yeah. He sort of gets frustrated. And they're already looking a little shaky. They didn't need yeah. this in a game where yeah, where Demetrio maybe's come in with the wrong strategy on the bench and they just there's no confidence or the confidence needed to be there and I just could never get it going. Yeah. A couple of um, HIs I think we lost your favourite um, at half time. Um, What's his name? Yeah. Tane Mill. Yeah. So he got done with HIA. Then Liam Knight got HIA as well, mm. so it was pretty dire straits. But um, all those things don't, you know, don't force you to drop the ball or push the pass or give away penalties. Mm. I thought, I thought they were just poor. To be honest, probably their worst game of the season. Campbell Murray not being out there also doesn't help because he's a calming person. Maybe when there's a I'm, bit of frizz happening out there. Yeah, so he had to switch sides. It would have mixed things up for sure. Um, are you talking about? No, Campbell Murray, not Campbell Cam Graham. Murray. Yeah. I hate how you call him Campbell <laughs> Murray. <laughs> it does my head in. <laughs> I'm tripping. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, he's easily the most influential player in yeah. the team. Yeah, um, possibly the league. Yeah, he's one but, of them. Like, there's no, least. there's not many teams that have one player who, you know, has such a big impact on the results of their games, for sure. Um, yeah. But. Mate, the, the milk they lifted. Yep. And so let's have a look at them because, first of all, let's look at one player, at Sam underscore A underscore 9 tweeted, Xavier Savage, at, oh, Alex, oh, I didn't get the whole thing, sorry. He also just tweeted, Xavier Savage, at Monday Story tweeted, Xavier Savage in space, and at Matt Ha tweeted, Xavier Savage, you can't coach speed and you can't stop it either. That break... I mean, I'm sure it wasn't pretty for you, but it was it was magic, and that's exactly what everyone loves about that kid is that they just everyone wants to just see that bloke in space. The swerve on him it wasn't even a big step; it was just one of those beautiful ones where he's just gliding through yeah. lines. Oh, so good to it watch. It was smooth, yeah, uh, and yeah, you know that speed is especially like in the middle against a tiring forward pack. Oh, it's dangerous. Mm. I don't know whether he's ready to be a full-time fullback. Like that defensive loads. Um, you know, a tough gig, but yeah, if you give him a sniff, it's sort of like, he's like Pappy, you know, he's like that smaller body, he's like a little greyhound, mm. um, and as soon as there's a, a, a little sniff of space, they, he's gone, Yeah, uh, and he moves so quickly, mate, you know, ran the 40 metres in, like, it seemed like two seconds, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, before people had even had the time to react, so yeah, alarm bells whenever he gets the ball in his hands, yeah. for sure. 
Uh, and I also had the eternal privilege of commentating him in lower grades and just like feeling super excited just to be commentating that kid because of, you could just see that he was so much faster and better than everyone else in the field. Mm. And so it's really great to see him doing well already. Sweet hair and a moustache yeah. as well, good <laughs> yeah. combo. Yeah. Uh, next, we should also just quickly talk about the milestone man again. At Dungan Ken, he said, what a champion, Josh Papali, gentleman in a tough game. The thing about him as well as after the game is his little speech or like his chat with the media was also just so great. He just seems like a great bloke of the game. Yeah, it's family man. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm sure you'll be celebrating this one. And he's like, oh, I'll just be going home and having dinner with my family because <laughs> yeah. that's what I want to do. I yeah. love them so much. And you're like, oh my gosh, be still my beating heart. <laughs> um, and a, th- a big point that they made during that game is like 250 games in the toughest position on the field. 100% completely agree. Uh, James Tarmo's got 300 coming up in Oof. a few weeks, so um, I'm looking forward to that uh, and seeing him get the um, the platitudes that he deserves. Uh, but yeah, Papali had a huge game, scored a try, knocked out um, the player that <laughs> was our best player last week. Mm. Um, you know, just constantly a threat in defence. Uh, and burrowing his way. I've always thought he looks like a wombat, so I always use that, always use that <laughs> verb. I always use burrow when I talk about Papali. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's just a beast, and yeah. he'll play for Queensland again this year. Oh, for sure. And that big boy try as well, where he's close to the line. He's got three blokes on him. He just keeps moving his shoulders until he flips himself around. Yeah. Like a wombat, so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, another, another tough week for the Bunnies. Um, I just don't get how... You change coaches. One of the guy who's now your head coaches was the assistant coach. You think not much stuff changes, but they just start losing the ball all mm. the time. Like our completions were like 60-something percent, mm. which is not NRL standard. Yeah. And it's not like Canberra were you know, that much better than us that they were forcing all these mistakes. A lot of them seemed like unforced errors, pushing the pass, um, not holding the ball tight enough in contact and bobbling it and yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, I mean, we can put it down to coaching, but if you also look on the on the flip side of that, at Canberra, they've had the same coach for a decade, mm. and they've had a peak and trough and peak and trough. So it can't just be about a head coach. I mean, I'm sure it has an impact, but I just can't don't know be what just it is. Yeah, focus. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, no Latrell, no Murray, no. You know, there's a lot of people out there yeah. that can spark something cool. For sure, but they you should be able to hold onto a yeah, ball, you should, yeah. <laughs> whether Latrell's behind you or not. <laughs> Score. Uh, do I have to? No. 32 to 12. Um, <laughs> game margin of a multiplier of 0.8 and a, a 1.16 game importance. So Campbell Murray, 2.84. Uh, Kalung Matangi got 1.9 and Jai Arrow got 0.95. And again, that's probably the same thing. If Jai Arrow is getting your top three, you're in a trouble game, I think. Mm. Um, Josh Tarpany got 4.49. Jordan Rapana, 2.99, and Hudson Young, 1.50. Yeah, Canberra played pretty well for Papali not to get three points there because I mm. thought he had an incredible game. Um, Joey Tarps, huge. Oh, so big. Mate, he's such... I don't think he got put down <laughs> in that game. I felt like he was always standing in the tackle and getting quick play of the balls. Um, he's a beast. He's a Kiwi too. He's yeah, he is. Origin. And he, uh, he also played 65 minutes and looked big for all of it. Like, mm. he should have been gassed, but... Yeah, very impressive. And Hudson Young, that no look pop in. So unnecessary, but looked rad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I <laughs> he feel had no like, one on his right. He's looking right. And he's like, I can hear someone calling, so he just chucked it left. Yeah, I think him and Starling, just from watching their interaction 
after that try. I feel like they have a really good friendship. So yeah. they must have. They look like toys. loose units. They look yeah, like the yeah, kind yeah, of guys yeah, that yeah. be kissing each other. The camera hit him. Yeah. Camera hit him. Let's uh, let's not beat around the bush there. <laughs> um, but Hudson Young, he's a he's a gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's coming up. He's so coming is up. Corey Horsburgh. Yeah. For someone who does not look like an athlete at no. all, he's got some skills and some grunt. But that I think that's coaching or belief because they. He, I wouldn't have said that about either of those blokes last year. They were good for a send off, really, but, but <laughs> yeah, they're really yeah. pushing that aggression into something better. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Hi, I'm Ali. And I'm Lulu. And this is Lulu and Ali's Footy Tipping. What round is it, Lulu? Round 12. Yes. So, first game, Storms and Sea Eagles. Hmm, I think Storms, but if not, if Pappenhausen isn't there, then I would probably do Seagulls, but I think he will be there. Yeah, I'm going to go Storms. So. Panthers and Cowboys? Oh, Panthers, yeah. Panthers, but Cowboys did win against the um, the Storms. Yeah, that's because they didn't have Pappenhausen, though. So. Yeah, true. Uh, and Broncos and Titans? Broncos. That's... That's no, no, Broncos not hard. All right, Warriors and Knights. Oh, it's actually a hard one. Sixty nine percent said on Warriors. Yeah, but then it's thirty one percent for the Knights. True, true. But they're also coming fifteenth. Yeah. Mm, I'm just. I think it's a mostly Warriors. Yeah, I'm gonna go Knights. Okay. Actually, I don't know. I'm... Okay, Rabbitohs and Tigers. 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 Uh, what do you think the margin is, Lulu? I just keep it with the same. That's how I'm... They said it's going to go 10. <laughs> That's funny. No, you probably put it to 10. I didn't. It I didn't even change it. Mine's set to 10. Oh, okay. Mine's set to 11. I'm going to go 8. Because mm. I think Tigers are good. They're going to win I by agree. 8. Sharks or Roosters? Sharks. What do you do? I don't know. That's a hard one. I think Sharks, though. I don't know, because Roosters are pretty good, but they they did lose to the Eels. Mm. Oh, no. No, Roosters did win. Never mind, to the Eels. I'll go Sharks, yeah. All right. Bulldogs and Dragons? Dragons. Dragons, yeah. Dragons, yeah. Bulldogs. Sorry, Bulldogs. Yeah. You lost against the Tigers. You're bad. A Yeah. We watched that game, by the way. Yeah, we did, actually. Very fun. Yes. People drumming a lot. Yes. Raiders and Eels? Um... It's a hard one because Raiders did win, didn't they? Against the Rabbitohs. Uh, yeah, Last but round. still. Eels are sixth and they have an 81% chance. Yeah, I'll go in Eels. Yeah, Eels. Yeah. Well, that's all for this week. Yes. And we'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Tipping. My nephews have just done their tips. I've got to tell you that my Lulu is killing it. He's like he was six or seven last round. He's just he was a bloke who almost got a perfect round like three rounds ago. He's just all of a sudden last year he was second last. This year he's second. He's just annoying if anything. Um, just but you know, good thing. killing it. Yeah. Our tipping com we've got. Where are you? Migs is fifth, 
and uh, Picanti's eighth. Your ninth. I'm tenth. Wow. Yeah, I think I've I magic round. I didn't put my tips in. There've been two or three rounds that I haven't put my tips in. I got all the away teams. Yeah, um, right. And so when that happens, you you know you're lucky you to get, get two or three. Mm. Um, bit better this week. Six. Who's your Who's your lock for this week? The, I mean, the good looking ones are Penrith cows. Cows are paying three fifty. Um, that's how good Penrith are. That second yeah, that's incredible. Um, well, that'll be a good game. And even Melbourne Manly. Melbourne's stuttering a bit. Manly are stuttering a bit. And they've just no lost turbo. turbo. Mm. But I mean, Manly and the Storm usually have pretty good games. Um, the lock. Oof. Jeez, this is a good tough. round. This is a good round. I mean, uh, uh, maybe Broncos over Titans is your lock? Yeah. If, okay. if Reynolds is back. Yeah, that that would definitely go a long way. I'm not confident with Warriors over Knights. I'm not confident with Souths over us or us over you. Nah. Uh, Sharks over Roosters. I'm not confident about Dragons and Bulldogs. Could I mean it should be Dragons? But I'm not confident. Eels, Eels and Raiders. I would have flagged that one in, except for the Raiders have looked so good okay. for the last three weeks. Couple that, of, yeah, a couple of good weeks. Um, look, it's probably got to be the Storm. A bounce back, no Ooh. turbo. Yeah, okay. For Manly, I think that's, I think that's the lock. Um, and I reckon Panthers, Cowboys, Friday night, game of the round. How good. Yeah. That'll be the one we'll review for Shell. Wow! Wowments. My eternal wowment is how the uh, hyper, uh, hyper RLs are going. Number 10 at the moment is Isaiah Papali'i. Nicole Hines, Daily Cherry Evans, Joseph Manu, Jeremiah Nanai is number 6. Uh, Talaki, Talakai, my God, is 5. Reynolds, uh, Adam Reynolds is fourth. Ben Hunt third. James Tedesco second, and Cam Munster is still number one. Now I remember you you chastising the real Dallyams and the League Unlimited top ten because it was just all halfbacks pretty much. This one's got Nanai at six, uh, Talakai at five. Papali'i. Yeah, I mean Isaiah's in there, but yeah, Tedesco, who's not a fullback, sorry, he's not a halfback, is second. So this this one certainly has Manu's seventh. There's a lot of different people in here. Yeah, it's mixing it up, which is, and I feel like every week that I look at this, there's like ten different names. Yeah, am I tripping? Is that? <laughs> no, no, I think you're right because the great thing that's happening is that those game multipliers and and mm. game importance end up having a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, than you think, but there's no. Am I right? There's no. Oh no, Nanai. There's one cowboy in this. Mate, there's no. Panther? No Panthers oh, at all. Oh, holy crap. That just shows that the whole team's issue. dominating. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, if you can't pick. Yeah. Well, that, there's someone There's someone in that team's getting it. Maybe the game importance for them is lower because they're just supposed to win. I don't know. I'll have to... David's listening, so he'll have to explain to us how there are no no Panthers. Because surely it's Isaiah who has copping points every week. Yeah. Cleary? Is, yeah. Like, yeah, one even, of them. Even Luai? <laughs> like, yeah. Someone, I mean, please. Yeah. Anyway, Fisher Harris <laughs> could go could go on and on with that team. You really could. Uh, um, any other whammers? Anything that's interesting you this week? Uh, no, not really. Sorry, yeah. pretty boring. No, that's okay. I mean, it was great. We we touched on most of it anyway. That magic round chat was pretty <laughs> magic. Pretty, pretty well. <laughs> we wouldn't have got that win without your support. We heard you cheering the whole sixty minutes, and we bloody love yous.
Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.